Oftentimes, we are faced with behaviors in our children that are aggravating, challenging, and even upsetting at times. Some days we respond to these behaviors with love and peace and patience, while other days we blow up and overreact. This forces us to ask the question about our children's behavior, but also our own. On today's episode of the Faithful Family Fortress, we ask the question, what is going on in me? I remember we were actually first posed this question. It was from Joy Wendling. She was our parenting coach with the Connected Family Framework. And she said first, what's going on inside of me? Which was kind of a revelation of a question. I always wondered like, okay, if there's something happening with my kid, that's what I need to address right now. But after she had said that, it really became apparent like, oh man, I really do act different ways depending on how I'm feeling that day. Some days I'll be all about it and, hey man, what's going on? Other days I'm just like, nope, snap, and it's it's game over. And they provided us a, a really good verse in there, Matthew 12, 34, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So once we kind of identify you know, what we're happening and what's going on with us, we're able to look into our kids. And part of that was, uh, they say this is actually with alcoholics too, halt. Um, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And you know, we think we would just ask that as adults, but we actually need to ask that to our kids. But even more, we have to think like, are they overstimulated, stressed out, or maybe like some big feeling event just happened. Like maybe the cat died or maybe their favorite book got left outside and it got rained on. Maybe you gave them the purple bowl today instead of the <laughs> orange bowl. God forbid. Yeah. I, I never heard that or never knew, I guess, that that was like posed to alcoholics, the, the halt. I remember the first time we learned about that too, we were actually in a marriage counseling session and he's like, slow down, you've got to ask. And so I've shared this multiple times with like my community of like, just that question of like, are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Cause any four of those things can easily trigger a person. And I think for us, this, this episode is just so timely because I think we've kind of been all of these things, maybe not hungry, not hungry. We've, we've made sure that we were fed, Oh yeah. but we've been very busy, which I think can result in, in anger coming up loneliness, even though we're together, we're not connected. Um, 
and then we're just tired because we've all been so busy. And so, um, I do, I do want to preface like right here at the beginning that we are not perfect and we mess this up all the time. So this episode is a reminder for us as much as it is for anyone else listening. But I think the big question here is what do we do when our kids behavior is unsavory? But before we ask that question, what do we do? We have to ask what's going on first in me and then in our child. And so we want to start out giving you, um, an overview really quickly, but we're going to talk about these four different things. First is identify where we may have went wrong in the past, right? We're going to strategize how to do better. That's number two. Number three, we're going to spot when our kids might be emotionally unregulated. And then number four, we're going to strive to meet those underlying needs. So number one is to identify the number one way that we can do this. So number one, number one (laughs) is to start with an example of when we might have blown up, right? Thinking about in the past and this works great to do it when you're you're not in the moment, right? We're, we're kind of practicing and gathering data starting out. This is how we're going to get started to be able to implement this process in our lives. And so, um, I'm just thinking about recently, man, um, like I said, we've been tired and we've been, um, you know, maybe feeling of loneliness and feelings of anger. And so the other day, this actually happened where I had made a big thing of smoothie and I gave our oldest like a decent amount of smoothie, like a good amount, more than I normally give him. And then I think the baby woke up from a nap. And so then I'm tending to him and I'm changing a diaper and the dog wants to go out and whatever else. And I come back into the kitchen and like, I hadn't drank any of my smoothie, but he drank all of his smoothie. And then he grabs the smoothie container and is trying to pour more smoothie for himself, knocks the cup over, spills smoothie all over the counter, all over the stove. And it goes in that crack between the countertop and the stove. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. It's impossible to clean. (laughs) Exactly. It's probably still there. And so I was triggered, right? Because I'm hungry. I'm, um, overstimulated. Yeah. I'm overstimulated. Like all of these things or I'm stressed out because it was just like, I was doing one thing and then I got called away because the baby woke up and he's crying and the dog needs me. And so this is like typical mom life. Right. (laughs) But, but it was like, it's just been a season of all of this busyness. And so I know that I was not in a right headspace, but I was just like, what the heck are you doing? Oh my goodness. You made a big mess everywhere. And, and I was, I was ticked really because he's literally stealing my smoothie. Like I gave him so much smoothie and then he didn't ask for more, right? He's just like helping himself and stealing my own. No, and, no, this is righteous indignation, so, which I think is where we get to twist like, it up. Yeah. So this, there is so much going on with me, right? But now I'm sitting here and, and after the fact, even, you know, um, I went through a different process that we'll probably talk about later on the podcast um, on a different episode calling the do over. Um, but, but looking back, right, I was able to identify, okay, this is where you went wrong, right? And so I told him, you're not, I'm not mad that you made a mess, like messes just happen. This is part of my life, part of being a mom. Um, I was able to, you know, lean in and ask myself those powerful questions, like, why did I just respond and, and behave in that way? 
And so what I'm doing here is I'm gathering data, I'm learning from this experience so that the next time something like this happens, the next time I'm feeling those same feelings, I'm able to slow down. And Lamentations 3 verse 40 says, let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. So in this process of identifying, we're doing it outside of the moment, but we're we're gathering that information, we're testing and examining and and shifting our hearts, returning to the Lord in that so that the next time this comes up, we have this data that we can we can go in um I guess more knowledgeable, more aware, more understanding. You're prepared. Right, of what's going on in us before it happens the next time. And then step two, what we're going to do is strategize how we can do better, right? So now we've gathered all this data and we've identified what steps can we take to reset ourselves or create a gap. Um, I was just talking to someone this morning about like stopping what we're doing, right? Challenging ourselves. So that's get up, change the environment, change. um, Just a pattern interrupt. Yeah, a pattern interrupt, essentially, like go outside, take a deep breath, um, you know, have an adult time out, like mommy needs some Jesus, then we'll come back and address the situation. Some sort of, of pattern interrupt, drink water, <laughs> like seriously, so many, so many little things that you can do just to create a gap, create a space. Um, Romans 12, two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so, this whole idea, right? It's like, I love that being transformed by the renewing of your mind and going to God's word daily and being filled up with that. But also it's, it's taking that moment in between, um, input and output that moment between what's the circumstance. And then how are you going to respond to that? Taking a moment to check in with your feelings and with your thoughts, right? Yeah, that's a good word. And I like that that buffer that you're talking about building into that space too, where you don't just immediately switch over react. There's like a dampened space in between where you can like give yourself just even a moment to mentally process. It's amazing what you can achieve inside of like five seconds of deliberate thought. So once you've gotten yourself like into that headspace, the the real challenge now is to divert your attention back to your kids and spot that change inside of them. That moment when they go from friendly to feral. Uh, I think if your parents, you know what I'm talking about here. They, I kind of call it going tilt like an old, um, like an old pinball machine where the, the moment that they go from regulated to just unregulated. And you know that you're not dealing with a rational human being anymore which happens pretty frequently with little kids. They, they haven't really been around very long. They're not well-practiced at being humans. They need more time for more practice. And that's what we're going to do today. Again, so the first step is to slow down the conversation and then just take consideration into like what is in fact fueling it. And we talked about those whole things before. The next thing you can do once you've kind of slowed things down just just pump the brakes is you get down on the child's level this is really important it creates an intimacy where you're not the overarching authority figure over them you're down at their level you're leveling with them you're you're trying to meet them where they are and just meet them with gentleness and just ask them in whatever way is relevant to them what's going on 
this is where your headspace is most important because you need to stay patient because you're, you're dialing back some big feelings in this, this inexperienced little person. Um, Matthew 18, 5 and 6 says, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever caused one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. <laughs> okay, so Jesus said that. It's pretty intense. <laughs> right? So you can't continue to like exasperate your child. If you know your kids wound up, it's not your place and I'm talking to myself when I say this, to wind them up even further. Um, I'm a really sarcastic and, and cynical person, and this is like a natural go-to for me. So this is a big deal for me to like know this and exercise it. So life hack for the day. Try asking open-ended questions. When your kid is gone way off the deep end, you ask them questions uh, like this or that kinds of questions. Just something around, hey, is that truck blue or red? It's something situational, and what it does is it forces their brain to shift gear uh, into logic from emotion because they're not going to be thinking, if they're angry, they're not going to be thinking about these things around them. If you start focusing them on things around them, they get away from that emotion. And if you have some success, like if you can get that, well, the truck's red, okay, now start tugging on that string a little bit more and pull that emotion down. How many tires are on it? Does it have a trailer? And get them laughing a little bit, just something to, to shift that emotion and you can pull them back out of that space. And it does work. It might take a little bit of practice, dial it into your kid, dial it into your friends. This works with adults too, but start with kids. It's a little less insulting. Yeah, I love asking like something that's very obviously blue. <laughs> Is this red? <laughs> and it's like, no, you know. And so it's literally this hack is neurological. Um, we heard it on a TikTok or something like that, right? I had to be, yeah. And um, and so what it does is it literally causes a different part of your brain to to come into control. And so if your kid is really emotionally dysregulated, they're, they're living in this emotional center of their brain. But when you ask these, um, these like straight logic questions, uh, it really helps pull them out. And so sometimes like I've seen very dis dysregulated kids where you have to ask them like, 10 times or ask it in a different way. Or maybe, maybe the ball isn't working. So you're going to ask them about your, sh about their shirt and be like, Oh, I really like your blue shirt today when their shirt is red. And then they're like, my shirt's not blue. It's red, you know, but that is the act that pulls them out of it. So this is a super helpful hack. Um, but still, I guess going back to the point, you know, the main point of this episode is to ask that what's going on in me. Right. Um, and then, going through this process of, of recognizing what's going on in you, then what's going on in your child. And now that you have this emotional energy dissipated, basically, it's to get to the root of what's going on, like figure out the need and meet that need if possible, right? Sometimes you can recognize like, you know what, you haven't napped today. And I can tell you your body really needs a nap right now. Um, or maybe you haven't had anything to eat since lunch and, you know, now it's later in the afternoon and you've been playing at the park all day. Like, let's have a snack. And um, as a parent, you know, you you know how to recognize those different things in your child and how, how to meet those needs. And sometimes, 
you know, you'll get into the habit of you don't even need to go through this whole process because you're already in that space, right? But sometimes you're in that same exact space one day, then you are a different day. And one day you respond very well, like, oh, looks like you need a nap. nap. Let's go ahead and get that taken care of. And other days you're like, ah, you know. It looks like I need you to take a nap. (laughs) Yes. You need to check what's going on in you first. So um, even if there's a way that you maybe can't meet those needs immediately, right? Like sometimes we're driving and our son is really tired. And so it's like, I know you're tired. How about you try and go to sleep in your car seat? And when we get home, I'll carry you into your bed. And he's like, no, I want to go to sleep in my race car bed, right? Offering an alternative like that or you know, a, a set a more realistic expectation that you can deliver on later. Like, um, our son has his iPad and he does get screen time and sometimes he wants it at a time that it's just not appropriate. Right. And so I always do the maybe I know, I understand you want your iPad right now, making sure you're hearing them, but we can't do that right now. So maybe keyword being maybe, and I always point that out to him, maybe tomorrow after breakfast and homework, we, you can play on it for a little while or something like that. Right. So altogether, um, what this process does is, is one, it helps you learn how to regulate your responses. Number two, it helps you better understand yourself and your child. Number three, it helps pass this generational blessing onto our children by equipping them to identify what's going on inside of them and arming them with the skills to self-regulate. And a huge part of that is you doing it by example, right? Number four, it helps you connect with your child. Hence, this overarching idea came from the Connected Families Framework, which is phenomenal. Highly recommend Joy Wendling as a coach um, if, if you're interested in that. And then number five is it lets them know where they're safe. Um, not where they're safe. It lets them know that they are safe, they are loved, and that they are heard. Well, friends, we really appreciate you being here with us today. And if this episode blessed you or you think it could bless a friend, share it with them. And we really encourage you to leave a review on Apple, who is like the king of all podcasts. It does huge things for our algorithm. If you could leave us a review, we read them all the time. We love them. If we find some that we really like, we'll maybe read them on here. And remember, it's not the years in your life. It's the life in your years.